On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they could not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly, two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he has risen. Remember how he told you this when you were still with him in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them who told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the woman, because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. Bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he went away, wondering to himself what happened. Our fantastic reading was of that first Easter. Very early in the morning, the women go to the tomb. Those very same women from Galilee, who had followed Jesus all the way to Jerusalem, they saw him breathe his last breath on the cross. Those women from Galilee watched Joseph of, of Arimathea as he laid the body of Jesus in the tomb. They went home, prepared spices and rested on the Sabbath. They saw Jesus dead and buried. These same women got up early, took the spices, went to the tomb and found the stone rolled away. Then two men in clothes like, that gleamed like lightning stood beside them frightening. But it wasn't the purpose of those two angels to scare the woman. No, it was to declare, Jesus is not here. He is risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee that this would happen. Remember. Remember. The grief, the trauma the woman experienced on Good Friday had affected their memory. Of course it had. The violent death of a beloved friend that just didn't make any sense. Their minds and emotions filled with raw mourning. Jesus' death was dominating their thinking. They didn't remember his assertion that on the third day he would rise again. That's one of the effects of grief. It affects memory. This year has been a year where death has been to the forefront. Take the news, for example, every day we've had the reports of the number of people who have sadly died from COVID. Added to that, everyone knows someone who has died of COVID. We've all become so much more aware of our own mortality. Tim Keller, facing the reality of a recent diagnosis of pancreatic cancer, writes, But as death, the last enemy, became real to my heart, I realised that my beliefs would have to become just as real to my heart. 
or I wouldn't be able to get through the day. Theoretical ideas about God's love and the future resurrection had to become life-gripping truths or be discarded as useless. Faced with the death of Jesus, the women do what they can do to honour his body, to make sure that the right things are done. Nothing had prepared them for the surprise of the angels. But once reminded, they did remember that Jesus said he would rise again. And the implications of this are huge, life-transforming, world-changing. It's like night turning to day. Death has been swallowed up in the victory of Jesus Christ. Despair and grief turn to hope and action as the women hurry back to share the fantastic, incredible news. Jesus is risen. Alleluia. The women return to another group of people who were suffering grief and memory loss, anguish, confusion, distress. Yes, the group of apostles. And they tell the apostles all these things, what they've seen, what they've experienced, and what they have heard. They tell of their newfound understanding of Jesus' explanation of what is going to happen to him, moves all the way through from death to resurrection. The apostles didn't believe the women. They thought they were just speaking nonsense. Even Peter, when he sees the empty tomb, goes away wondering, what's going on? Does death cloud our vision? Does it cause us to doubt? Do we think our faith's nonsense? Does it affect our memory of what Jesus has done recorded in the Bible, as well as remembering what God has done in our lives? Is that the effect of death on us? And I would say, yes, of course it does. There's been times in this last year where I've had to fight to actively recall that Jesus is alive. Death does not have the last word. Let's take a moment now to bring our doubts, worries, mistakes. Let's bring those to Jesus. Let's ask the Holy Spirit, what blocks us from remembering what Jesus has done? Let's have a moment of confession before God. Jesus, we bring those things to the foot of the cross and we receive your forgiveness. Thank you, Lord.
Later on in the same chapter of Luke, two disciples trudge sadly on the road to Emmaus. They tell a stranger who joins them on their way that the women have totally amazed them with this story of their visit to the empty tomb. The stranger explains the scriptures to them, brings that remember peace back to them and joins them for supper. Up to this point, to the two disciples, the man is a stranger. But Luke tells us it's Jesus walking with them. When will they realise it's him? When I was a child, it took a long time for my parents to realise that I really needed specs. Finally, my maths teacher said to them, Mr. and Mrs. McLaurin, I have to sit Anne on the front row so that she has any chance of seeing what I'm writing. So I was taken to the opticians and I got specs. That changed my world. I could see clearly. Up to that point, before specs, the way that I would recognise people if I was walking on the street was I'd be able to recognise them because of the way they walked, how fast they walked and their speed. I was able to identify people from that. Putting specs on, well, I could recognise people because I could see their faces. Wow, it was amazing. It's a bit like what I'm looking forward to coming off all these Zoom meetings where at the moment all of our non-verbal cues are quite reduced, aren't they? But seeing people face to face will see so much more of who they are and what they're about. It's so important to have that moment of recognition. And something happens in the supper at Emmaus. Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they recognised him. Something in the gesture, something in the actions reminds them of Jesus doing that at so many meals in homes. I mean, how many times do we read in the Gospels of Jesus eating in other people's houses? And these actions were the actions he did before the extraordinary miracle of the feeding of the 5,000. It's something in that moment that the two disciples at Emmaus recognise Jesus. This Easter, we need to remember everything that Jesus has done. We need to keep reminding each other of the extraordinary work he's done, dying and rising again. And we need to have moments of recognition Moments of recognition of who Jesus is. And if you're watching this and you have never thought, oh, I've recognised who Jesus is. You've never said, Jesus, I want to follow you. Well, do take a moment as I lead us through this next bit, this next part of breaking bread. Do take a moment to make your personal prayer to God, inviting him to come to your life, coming into your life. Ask him for that moment of recognition.
we're going to break bread in our homes just now. This simple everyday action of eating together has special significance, added significance, when we give thanks for Jesus, for the forgiveness and new life that we receive from him. Before Jesus' death on the cross, Luke writes, at supper with his friends, Jesus took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So let's do that now. I have a roll of bread, I have it on a plate that remembers the feeding of the 5,000, the miracle of multiplication. And along with that, as we break this bread, we're asking for the miracle of recognition. Whether you've known Jesus for a long time or for the first time, as we break this bread together, as we eat this bread together, we remember Jesus and we recognise Jesus. So what I invite you to do is to take the bread and break it. If you're with others, pass it on saying, this is the body of Jesus, which is broken for you. Luke continues, in the same way after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. So take the wine or the juice you have in your home. And as we drink it, we say, this is the blood of Christ, which is shed for you. Lord Jesus, as we eat this bread and drink this wine, open our eyes, Lord, to see you clearly. Not just to remember you, but also to recognise you here in our homes. To receive the wonderful reality, it's true 
Jesus is alive. He has conquered death. He has opened the gateway to eternal life. Let's remember, let's recognize, let's receive. And then like those first women, let's go and share this fantastic reality with people around us. We're going to continue in this time of response, standing together, worshiping God. Andy and the worship team are going to lead us in, in Christ alone, my hope is found. <laughs>